everybody. Um, yeah, just as promised, we're doing another episode, and this time we are uh, doing a collaboration episode. Collaboration? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, this may sound weird, and that's because uh, we're using a lot of tech that we either haven't used before or we haven't used in a while. So bear with us if this is sounding terrible. Um, but we're apologies. at Disneyland, so we yeah. don't care. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm Dallas. And I'm Paige. And we're the real couple. And then we have our friends. My name is Ryan. I'm Cassidy. Ryan also has a podcast, Spanish Maketh Man. I don't know why he didn't say that, but he has one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they, they run the podcast, uh, Manners Maketh Man. It's a dope podcast. Uh, definitely check that out. Um, are you guys on uh, all the major platforms? or Mainly Apple and Spotify. Okay. Cool. Um, we'll throw out a link to your podcast when we post this one. Yeah. Uh, we just recently watched a new movie. Who wants to say what we watched? I do. Ant-Man, Quantumania. Hell yeah, we did. Yeah, boy. Where did we see Where it? Where did we see it? Listen, you guys, we saw it at the Chinese theater. And when we were discussing watching this, Paige and Dallas were so, trying to be like so kind. Be like, let's go see a movie. And we're like, Chinese theater. And they're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Um, Growing up, I went to the Chinese a lot. I love that theater. It's it's a beautiful experience. It's a beautiful place. Um, however, I know that uh, trying to go to people who may not adore movies and the experience of taking in movies like I do, um, I didn't want to be like, we're going to the Chinese. It's really out of the way and difficult to get to, but you're going to do it and you're going to like it. Like I didn't want to be that guy. Um, so I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine just seeing it at a, a normal theater as long as I get to see Ant-Man and Wasp. I'm, I'm happy. And then they immediately were like, what about that dope theater you never showed up about? And I was like, oh, my goodness, okay. Now, and, and I would say for myself, so I'm not a big movie goer like what Dallas and Paige are. However, and I, even, and I haven't even really, never really heard of the Chinese theater except when Cass would talk about it and when you would as well. But um, having stepped inside of it now, I can see the the love and the allure of seeing premieres or seeing movies in the Chinese because it was one of the coolest um, theatrical experiences I've ever had. So it's it, freaking it beautiful lived up to expectations for everybody? Blew yeah. it out of the water. Yeah. So what's interesting, okay, so we've known Dallas and Paige for seven years? Seven years, probably. Seven years. Wow. Yeah, Sick. something like that. I love that. Uh, so ever since we began to know Paige and Dallas. Dallas, obviously, is a huge moviegoer. Paige has brought up the moviegoing experience. But one of our first conversations with Dallas was like, going to movies in Utah sucks because of there's like no passion, no excitement for these movies. And um, being at the Chinese theater and seeing like people clap and have respectful commentary for the movies during the movie and the excitement and then like an audible reaction yeah the gasping and the like yeah when certain characters like appeared it made that movie going experience so special like you like felt it in your soul you're like everybody loves being here (laughs) it made it so much more immersive Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, something I've I've talked about for quite a while. I I really miss the days back when uh, first showings used to be at midnight. Um, so it was like if it opens on Friday, you're seeing it as soon as Friday starts. Um, and because of that, like it was much more inconvenient to go to a first showing. However, it meant that everyone else in the room 
had stayed up till midnight with you to see this movie. And so you're not getting a lot of people who don't care about whatever the movie is. Yeah, those midnight goers were the committed ones. Yeah, yeah they were. And now I feel like uh, the same crowd that would have stayed up till midnight are oftentimes the same type of people who are willing to drive to downtown Hollywood and you know, yeah. pay for parking and deal with the downtown Hollywood people. Downtown Hollywood is a whole experience. It is sketchy as fuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, we walked maybe half a block and the amount of homeless people that mm. were like staring us down and I was like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I do not enjoy Hollywood. But I will deal with it to go to a movie at the Chinese theater. And that is the only reason I will deal with Hollywood. The, th- the thing that I really liked about the Chinese is I'm, I love history. And mm-hmm. then looking up the history of what's premiered there, but also the history that the Chinese theater has gone through, seeing the handprints in mm-hmm. the cement, seeing and walking on the, the, the stars. Um, I think that's what I liked the most about it is just what has been shown there, what's the history that's gone on there. Um, and I think that made it even more enjoyable for me because of the history. Yeah. So now that we've talked about the Chinese yeah. theater, um, if you haven't been there, go. Uh, let's dive into the actual movie that we saw. Yeah. Um, so like we mentioned earlier, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, it's the newest Marvel movie, it's the newest Ant-Man movie. Um, and yeah, overall, before we get into like the plot of the movie just uh what did we what were we expecting going in and did we like it thumbs up thumbs down all that stuff i feel like my expectations were pretty well met uh it's not in my opinion like the greatest marvel movie ever made but it's also not the worst um i would still give it a thumbs up overall i had no expectations um, <laughs> have you seen trailers uh maybe one okay um Marvel movies are not like ones that I would say I seek out. Um, I never, I didn't grow up seeing Star Wars. I didn't grow up seeing Lord of the Rings. Like fantasy and superheroes were not a part of my life until I married Cass. I had to bring the child <laughs> to him. Also, Ryan has a cold. You're going to hear him cough. Um, but seeing, I have now liked the Mar- Marvel movies and I do enjoy them. Um, and I don't say, I don't actually don't think I've ever seen a Marvel movie where it's like, wow, that movie really sucked. I didn't like it. So this met my expectations. I enjoyed it. For me, I go, I like going, I went to that movie just thinking as long as I come out feeling like I enjoyed the experience or it was a good, it's just a good experience and it's good for me. So thumbs up. Cool. Cool. Um, I loved it. I am a big lover of pretty much anything Marvel does. I have very rare occasions where I'm like, this sucked with any Marvel production. The thing with um, Ant-Man is it did meet expectations and I, the storyline is not what I thought it was. I was actually talking to Dallas about this is I thought um, Janet was going to be in cahoots with, Kang? Is that how you say his name? Kang. Okay. Kang. Like, I thought they were going to be in cahoots, and she's like, ooh, I effed up. Like, peace. Mm. And she went home and, like, left everything to, like, him. Tis not. Tis tis not not the the storyline. But also the coloring in this movie is incredible. It's a very, very vibrant 
movie in that way. Um, I know for me, I was honestly expecting this movie to get quite a bit darker. Um, I remember one of the first images that I don't even think it was officially released. I think it was leaked from uh, when they first unveiled the trailer at Comic-Con. Someone uh, got a shot on their cell phone, and it's just Scott Lang. Um, clearly, he's either been fighting or just getting, like, tortured, just getting the snot beat out of him in a way, like, maybe he's, like, tied down or something, but it, it really wasn't even clear if he had been able to fight back, but you just see blood coming straight out of his nose and, like, down to his chin, and it looks like he is on death's doorstep, and I really came into this not sure if Scott Lang was gonna walk away. Um, it... Without giving too much away yet, um, I wouldn't say it was as dark overall as I had anticipated. Yeah. There are some dark moments, um, but uh, are you a thumbs up or thumbs down for Quantum Mania? Definitely a thumbs up. Um, not not a perfect film, but uh, definitely worth a watch, especially for Marvel fans, especially for uh, people who care about the overall narrative of the universe. I do think that yeah. things happened in this movie that are going to have long-lasting yeah, long repercussions for the future of Marvel. And I would say even those that are not Marvel fans, like I don't understand or I haven't researched or know all of the Marvel universe and how everything ties together. And I don't even think, <clears throat> at least coming from my perspective, you don't have to have a deep understanding of the Marvel universe to enjoy the movie. If that makes sense, so like, okay. because I don't, I don't I, see. How, I would agree with that. I don't have to have everything connected for me to sit there and be like, "Wow, that was actually a very entertaining movie." A movie, and there was funny characters and funny looking characters, and there was. Um, I think oh. you'll have to watch this movie to understand a lot of what's coming. Yeah, because this yeah. set up Kang as the next big bad. Yeah, and so this is really that foundation, I think, for the the next phase of Marvel. Yeah, but to, uh, to to enjoy this movie, you don't have to have an in-depth knowledge of what has happened already or in other Marvel movies. Okay. Um, have you watched uh, Loki, the yes. season? Okay. I would say, yeah, you definitely need to have seen Loki. Oh, no. the series? The series yeah. on no. Disney+. Plus. Okay. No, I've <laughs> no, seen Loki. no, no. concept. Okay. Because Loki. King the Conqueror is introduced in the last episode of Loki season oh, one. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. So, uh, giving away a little bit there is a uh i think i'm going to be touching on the mid credit scene specifically um but uh yeah so spoiler warning i guess is up um yeah let's dive in yeah so the the mid credit scene uh reveals uh just like a, a stadium of kangs or or um alternate versions of kang variants of kang and uh in the final episode of loki's uh the first season we meet one specific variant of the villain Kang mm. and his specific task in life in the universe he needs to keep the timeline of the Marvel Universe from branching and intersecting with other timelines mm. pretty and much. keeping the other versions of himself away from that task yeah um because, yeah, he keeps talking about how all the other Kangs are at war with each other. And then when we and see them... And they're just, like, power-hungry and... And then when we see them at, at, during the mid credit scene on Ant-Man, they are not at all at war. 
they are all gearing up to work together to attack something, yeah. which okay. is terrifying to me. Question then: How did, how would Kang interact with? the latest Spider-Man that just came out where they had three different universes all collide one with another there. That's pretty much undermining what the uh, Kang from Loki season one was trying to accomplish. He's trying to keep this all succinct and things like (laughs) breaking the timeline in Spider-Man No Way Home and messing with reality in WandaVision, things like that, they're screwing with his endeavors to keep everything succinct and, and... Separate. So then why, if he's trying to keep things succinct, why is he made as the villain? That's a good question. So the one at the end of Loki is not that much of a bad guy. And it's not the same one that we saw in Quantumania. Oh. So, yeah, the one we see in Loki, they end up up killing him. And then they look out and start seeing the timeline break apart and they're like oh maybe we shouldn't have done that maybe he wasn't lying when he said there would be negative repercussions to killing him and so now uh by killing the one in loki we now they open the gate for all the other kings got it the kang we just saw in ant-man who's a very dangerous man they let him through Mm. in order to attack people outside of his timeline got it so one thing i think my biggest complaint with this movie is that it feels like he it ended in the same place it started it feels like there wasn't a lot of repercussions really and it feels like they pulled some of their punches like Mm -hmm. i feel like they could have left ant-man and wasp in the quantum realm they could have killed hank or janet they could have done something but it feels like, oh, we went on this adventure and we came home and now we're all good. Yeah. Which, leaving Ant-Man and Wasp in the Quantumania would have created, like, the best, like, next time, you know? Yeah. Your to-do list yeah. in future installments has at least one thing. One Go check. get the, yeah. <laughs> the two people stuck yeah. in Quantum Realm. Especially with, like, how at the very end of the movie when that final battle scene can i say spoilers or yeah. or, or yeah. like spoiler warnings yeah. already been okay so want. like when um ant-man pushed his daughter through the hole mm-hmm. and it looked like it was gonna shut off like and then somehow it just opened back up again and then he was able to go go back through where if they would have left him in there like just just ant-man then it could have been like now you've got a movie of a rescue mission or you got you get the Avengers together to go bring him back and then they see this quantum realm and it's just like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was also kind of thinking that it may have had some sort of a um, one-way direction type thing because he pushes them through and then they're just staring at yeah. the portal and they yeah. can't see him and they're like, what, what happened? I was almost kind of wondering if Wasp or if some character would be like, I'm going in after him. And you see him pass through the portal and then you watch Scott finish the fight and then afterwards it's like, wait, I thought Wasp came back through to help him. Oh, goes and to then, a different... Goes yeah, to like, a different... Oh, oh, yeah. Like going through the opposite direction, it doesn't just bring her back to Scott. So now she's also in the quantum realm. Ooh, that would have been so much better. She accidentally sent herself somewhere else so not only do we need to get ant-man and get wasp out of the quantum realm but we need to find both of them separately or they need to find each other so we can get them out i thought that could have been really interesting Ooh, that's interesting i felt like the story was a little 
safe and a little lacking. Yeah. It was a full circle story. Like, it shouldn't yeah. have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still I, enjoyable to watch overall, but... Mm-hmm. Something that I liked and also like you said there there are better ways of doing it um once they get out it's wanting to like end the movie in a very like and everything's good but then scott starts having those thoughts of like is everything good oh yeah are are we sure we did everything correctly is this are we safe um so i liked that they did sort of leave the audience with a uh there may be danger on the horizon but the the exact note they ended the movie on seemed just very oh, no, it's probably fine. Yeah, like um because there's the um pessimistic thought going through his head and then they try to hit you with a small joke of just he tasted something bad and that like interrupted his thought process and then it cuts to credits. And I thought that was a a tragically poor note to end the movie on. You know what that reminded me of was, um, was it Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. When he would be walking through and he would have those conversations with himself. But I don't know why. That like just reminded said. me of, of, <laughs> of that. Of I don't know. It was just reminded me of that. I have a question that's going to show my lack of a rewatch of the previous two Ant-Man films mm. before this one. Did Hank get stuck in the quantum realm with Janet? No. Or was it just Janet that was down there? So, first film... Uh, it shows a flashback back when they were both Ant-Man and Wasp together and they're trying to take out a missile or torpedo or something and they can't cut through to, to get to whatever they need to break. Yeah, And so Janet, uh, they're already small and Janet and shrinks again yeah. in order to go in, break it, but she knows by going smaller that's going to give herself such a like shrinking momentum that she won't be able to stop. And she's like suctioned into the quantum Yeah. And so the missile is stopped and the world is saved. And Hank is just left um, knowing his wife just died for the sake of mankind. And so he goes home and he still hasn't (laughs) told Hope what they are. She doesn't know about Ant-Man and Wasp. And so he just has to say she died in like a plane crash or something. And then Scott goes to the quantum realm and gets out at the end of that first movie. So then the second movie, Hank now knows there's a way to get in and, and get back out. And he goes to get her. And he goes to get her. They get her out um, through like this ship. But when they go and get her, Hank is the only one that goes down to retrieve her. Gotcha. And so they come back out. Then uh, because of what they did with that, that's what inspires Scott to try to go back into the quantum realm at the end. He goes in. They're supposed to pull him out, but then Thanos snaps and they get yeah, dusted. So that's stuck. why Scott is stuck in the quantum realm all the way until Infinity War. No, all the way until Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Can I can I just say something? We totally surpassed like the family dynamic and setup that came through at the beginning of the movie. Also, maybe this is also showing. I rewatched Ant Man and Wasp in prep for this. Um, did Scott and, and Hope get married? I think they might have. Because Cassie Lang is out here calling Hank Grandpa. Grandpa, yeah. Grandpa Hank yeah. and Grandma Janet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold on, what happened? Also, you guys, Cassie Lang is a badass. She Her brain is crazy amazing. It's like a mix of Scott's like thiefy, conniving ways with Hope's 
intelligence of the quantum realm. She actually creates the quantum realm device. And I yeah. do really like that a knowledge that her dad was willing to break laws in order to, you know, get what he needed out of life. She too has a uh, the laws are more guidelines type of a mindset mm-hmm. and he's not down with that but he kind of has to acknowledge like the the type of man I have been is what inspired this uh inadvertent parenting or or uh unintentional parenting um and I I really dig how uh his lifestyle has affected his daughter's growth um, I did like the Scott Cassie relationship. Yeah. And I like that they wrote that Cassie gets along with Hope. Because mm-hmm. so many movies, it's like, oh, the step monster. And. Well, there's just like this. Even if like it's not a perfect relationship, there's just this air of respect mm-hmm. and appreciation for Hope and Hank and Janet from Cassie. And they actually are in cahoots with her because they're not telling Scott all these things that she's working yeah. on until. It's absolutely necessary. So they have their own, like, cool side relationships that Scott was like, what is going on? <laughs> How did you guys feel about the quantum realm in this movie? Um, can I just say, Hank Pym is, like, the sexiest thing that happened in there. Like, when he's Ooh. walking in with the ants, right? Daddy Hank just comes right on through, right? saves the day. <laughs> um, Daddy Hank. Daddy Hank. <laughs> if we want to keep talking about the quantum realm, we can. My question is, how did we feel about Modoc? <laughs> Fucking creepy. Was that the face guy? Yeah, yep. that's uh, what, what's his name? Brian uh, Daryl. Darren. 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 Darren Cross. Darren. Yellow jacket. That was really funny. How every single time he opened up his face, and they're like, Darren, <laughs> and he's like, I'm Modoc. <laughs> I love that he like wouldn't respond on the comm link. Oh my gosh! Until Scott called him Modoc. <laughs> And, and like, when he gets beaten, he just has this very, like, mm, 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 he just looks so pathetic. What was his and then one, he called I'm him not a, an asshole? That, that, and yeah. he's like, I'm now an Avenger. Yeah. <laughs> one thing. Yeah. And, um, and, and, Dallas actually showed us a picture of MODOK in the comics. Accurate. Very accurate. Except for the, like, toupee yeah. on top. Which... Darren, horrifically comic Darren's accurate. Bald. Darren's bald in Ant-Man yeah. 1, so adding hair to him would have been like, but I thought you that said it's Darren. That would have been Darren. hilarious if they added a toupee. Oh, like, yeah. Just in the quantum. A Chewbacca part. looking just <laughs> piece of hair. On um, of but, uh... I've always had hair. What are you talking <laughs> about? Um, <laughs> at one point when you see him, like, originally getting put into his MODOK suit, from the back, you just see him naked. Oh, a little His butt cheeks. Tiny little butt cheeks. Wait, Ugh. but they're not that tiny. They're like wide and flat. It, it was Ooh. weird. I was like. Staring at his butt cheeks? Yeah. Cass was well, checking out that booty. Listen, <laughs> it was right in the center. It was right it there. Was aggressively <laughs> naked butt in front of me. And I was like, might as well look. It's here. She was checking out that Mo Dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daddy Hank all day. <laughs> Um, I think my favorite character was the juice guy that didn't have holes. Oh, oh my yeah. Yes, we haven't even gotten to like, The pink Cassie... blobby guy. So yeah. when the portal to the quantum realm opens up, not everybody landed in the same place, which yeah. set up the movie of them like trying to find each other. Mm-hmm. Right. So Scott and Cassie got like dumped in like the outer desert of this quantum realm where Janet and Hank and Hope 
landed in some like foresty area. Yeah. So that created like the need to go find each other. Um, yeah, I, I did. Did you enjoy, like no holes? I enjoyed no holes. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what his name was. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I don't know, but they drank his uh. His juice? His goo. His goo? Oh, is that what it was? Ooze. The drink the ooze. his ooze. Because <laughs> apparently the ooze makes you like, oh, speaker of all tongues and languages. Yeah. <laughs> right? Much like I'm like, how do I say this non-religiously? <laughs> Tower of Babel's you. <laughs> Reverse of Tower of Babel's you. <laughs> Which I always really like whenever something sci-fi that's able to be silly just works something into the plot that just like... <laughs> How will they drink the ooze? We want drink to drink the ooze. Uh, we want to establish that the aliens are not speaking English because that would be ridiculous. But we also want to immediately and without hesitation sidestep the language barrier. So and so, like for things like uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, they have this like weird little fish thing inserted into their ear that pretty much sound waves go into the fish and then it like digests them and spits them out into your inner ear as English or as whatever language you accept the best. It's ridiculous and it works perfectly for something like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and then the whole drink views. It works in an Ant-Man film. It would not work in an Iron Man Also, film. can we talk about how their buildings are alive? Yeah, And, and right. as soon as he's like, your buildings are alive? Yours are dead. dead? <laughs> like the, just She's distraught. so sad. Like, oh no, your buildings died. Yeah, love like, that. It, like the dis- there's like distraught and disgust. Mm-hmm. Your buildings are dead. Your buildings are dead. <laughs> you just go into dead buildings. Yeah. Um, I I feel like there was something else quantumly that I oh, okay so. Uh, yeah, like we said, we uh, Paige and I rewatched Loki season one mm-hmm. in preparation for this. We also rewatched Shang Chi and the Ten Rings because not necessary, not necessary at all. We had seen in the trailers and in TikToks and stuff that the uh, markings on the sides of the Ten Rings are almost identical to the rings that surround Kang's uh, throne. That was so not far, addressed at all. So far, no connection there. Well, the only correlation that I could see is like when the um, what is it? The heart, the engine, whatever they were, that the Kyber crystal. <laughs> yes, very Star Wars. Yeah, you. <laughs> um, no, the one that Janet likes. Yeah. Janet, by the way, ruins King's like mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. That's a big plot part. Part plot part. Great. Part of the plot. Um, the only thing I can see with the correlation of the Ten Rings is that there is rings around that that are spinning yeah. like in Shang Chi when he. I think they could have like those, come from yeah. the same magic like, or yeah. whatever it is. Two things. No holds guy's name is Veb. Okay. Veb. Veb. Um, two. <laughs> just had a thought. Okay. So watching Spider Man last night. Mm-hmm. The box that Doctor Strange used looked very similar to Kang's box. Like the circle inside the, the, the box. The thing, oh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I wonder if there's a connection there. Because like, like when it exploded, you remember how those rings just went massive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of... And they tore it looked, it looked interesting. <clears throat> and it looked like 
that in Quantumania. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if at some point, like, it could be like an alternate dimensions ten rings that Kang has mm. down in the quantum realm. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely do still think that the ten rings that Shang-Chi has and the rings of Kang's... Uh, throne or whatever it's called i do still think they are connected in some way Mm -hmm. however it was not directly stated in ant-man and wasp quantumania so going into this film you do not need to have rewatched shang chi in order to follow it correct they are never going to i think loki ant-man and wasp maybe ant-man that's really all you I need think that's really context. all you need. I, I can see Ant-Man and Ant-Man and Wasp, both first two movies. I do love yeah, how right. they have used Ant-Man as a setup for bigger things. Because I remember after I saw Ant-Man and Wasp, I was like, eh, like it was good. And then Endgame comes out and you're like, oh shit, mm. Ant-Man and Wasp is a big deal. Yeah. So I wonder, like, what's the movie down the road that we're going to be like, Quantumania is like, the key player in this setup. Well, um, I think that there are different ways of doing that. Like with uh, Ant-Man and Wasp, the fact that Scott Lang is left in the quantum realm, it's a plot point that makes it really important. But I think going forward, there's a chance that the things that make movies important in the long run could be like the character development. Oh, um, yeah. Like uh, you don't, you do need the plot of uh, WandaVision in order to watch Multiverse of Madness, Mm -hmm. but really you need Wanda's character development in order to know she's not Mm -hmm. right. It's not like uh, Wanda found something or left something in this location or now she's located here instead of there. It's more she's grieving and her mind is not right anymore. That's what you need. That's a good point. And so I'm wondering how many things, because there have been a lot of things, especially in phase four, (laughs) that are just characters grieving or characters having to deal with things emotionally. I know Um, a lot of people do not love phase four of the MCU. Yeah. But I adore it. I love that they're getting more into like the magic side of things Mm -hmm. and the character development side of things. It's not just like the hunt for the infinity stones. It's not, you know, trying to take down Thanos from doing, you know, the snap, things like that. Mm -hmm. It's, I feel like phase four is getting a lot deeper. And I think because of that, more casual Marvel fans are probably going to start falling off of the bandwagon if they're not invested in these characters by this point. I think uh, the projects they're doing may not have the same overall momentum, like the the forward trajectory, but instead they're just taking a a moment to breathe and get into each of their characters' psyche a bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, And while I have really liked Phase 4, I realize that a lot of Phase 4's projects have... Flaws, flaws to them absolutely um i like a lot about falcon and winter soldier there are a lot of aspects of falcon and winter soldier i don't really like Same. but um sam wilson's struggle with accepting the mantle of captain america as a black man as a non-super soldier as someone who isn't steve rogers i like that he wrestled with that it wasn't just like a 
hey steve, shield's mine now <laughs> yeah steve said it's mine that makes it mine he's like no i feel like respectfully i'm gonna I'm going to pass on this. Mm-hmm. And then when the U.S. government is like, all right, we'll give it to Joe Schmo over here. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what I wanted. And they're like, well, it's not your call anymore. You already gave up the right. That whole concept I thought was done very, very well. Um, How are you feeling about phase four, Cass? So, again, I'm lover of the movies, but is phase four, what, phase four is what's happening right now, correct? Yeah. Is Wakanda Forever part of Phase 4? Was Absolutely. it the beginning of Phase 4? Okay. No. 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 Was that the of... end of Phase 3? Uh, no. Spider-Man No Way Home was the beginning of Phase 4, right? I think No Way was Home it was WandaVision? the end of Phase 3. Okay. Um, or not WandaVision. For some reason, Black Phase Widow? 3 did or... not end on oh, Endgame. I believe it ended with Spider-Man. Okay. So yeah, WandaVision okay. would have been when it uh, started. Um, so, so I do have a comment about this and I want to go into like what you're saying about the psyche because this is mm-hmm. really important. Phase four has been nothing but main character tragedy. Like if you think about it, we're thinking about Shuri and like losing everything and her mm-hmm. mental well-being is about to break. Uh, same with Spider-Man. Same with Scott Lang. Like you can tell because of like that internal speech, like he's not, mm-hmm. he's not okay up yeah. there. And so I'm so interested to see what happens. Oh, and Wanda. I mean, we saw Wanda just absolutely oh, lose her shit. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Loki as well. Like, Loki's mind just was blown the entire Loki series. He's just mm-hmm. like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are effed. Um, there's, like, this common theme of, like, pushing these characters to their absolute mental breaking point that I think is going to come to a head in a larger movie, and I'm going to assume it's the king the conqueror that movie that king just takes over one of the next marvel or avengers movies um is called uh avengers the kang dynasty so i think in that yeah to see some of these like big deal marvel characters flip to the other side for a minute that that's what i they're being pushed yeah to their limits I, because Wanda's already there. Wanda's there. Doctor Strange is going to get there. Yeah. Here's Mm. the thing, because we've seen this happen with Spider-Man, right? When he turned into black Spider-Man and it was like, I know that there's other things in it, but like he went dark and then he came back, right? And Mm. so I think we're going to see that happen where they're playing the other side just to see what it's like because their mental well-being is like, this makes sense. Being a superhero sucks. Let's try something else. Let's, maybe Kang has something under it. Um, one thing that, as you were saying that, it just occurred to me, um, maybe using, like, introducing, uh, more, uh, uh, morally gray characters Mm -hmm. or things like that, introduce them as sort of a will they, won't they, and then some can go to the uh, bad guys, some can, uh, come to the light, or with something specifically like, um, Moon Knight. I freaking Di- love dif- Moon Knight. Different personalities. Gosh, yeah. Side the, Like splitting off. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see that. Like um, Steven, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Moon Knight, like the, the guy who works in the museum, he could immediately be like, no, we're, we're going with the good guys. But then the other one, Mark, is like, He's like no. no, no, these guys, they know what's up. And then well, and who knows what that third one would do. The third one would definitely <laughs> be villain, I think. Yeah. Um, 
it would be interesting. Like those morally gray characters, like the king. More what characters? More morally gray. Mm, yes. Morally. <laughs> That's a weird word. I think he thought you said morally gay characters. <laughs> I, I mean, those two. We I love just them. heard like a moral glory. <laughs> so I'm thinking of Kang in the Loki series, right? Where he was fairly neutral. Like he wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. He was just gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to see more of that where they're like just indifferent to what happens because they'll just move with it. Well, and I think... Even just as we're seeing with our generations too, like the original, like phase one Avengers, they're like very black and white, very good and evil. Like until Civil War happened, and then it was like a very like juxtaposition. No, this is right. No, this is right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think we could see something kind of along the lines of Civil War again. Mm. Um, And I'm here for it. Yeah. So there's the other. Avengers project that's also been announced um, is Avengers Secret Wars. Which I'm that title, so interested to see what the hell that actually means. Yeah, um, couple things mental? there. Um, I could see that being sort of a civil war, but where n- it's not as clear who sides where. You know, maybe mm-hmm. there's just more seeds of of uh, not discon seeds of discontent. No. Yeah. Seeds yeah. Of- okay. discontent. Yeah. Um, where it's just people are, are holding grudges and, and making decisions without vocalizing what their decisions are. That could be interesting. Um, another thing that there's a very good chance that this may not play a role, but I believe in the comics, pretty sure Secret Wars was the first appearance of Spider-Man's black and white costume. Mm. Which I would love to see Tom Holland yeah. get the symbiote suit. Yeah. I think uh which rewatching uh Spider-Man No Way Home last night, we saw Tom Hardy as Venom come yeah, into in the mid credits our scene. universe. He then leaves, but he but leaves behind some symbiote. Yeah. Yeah. So there is symbiote on Earth. Yeah, our main Earth, mm-hmm. and it can easily find Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Yeah. Do you guys have anything more about Quantum Mania? Um. Or should we wrap it up and go to Disneyland? I did find the uh, how many holes do, do you have? That was a. It took oh. it took me a minute to to. Uh, it's like wait, how that many? That was a very thought provoking. Yeah. In the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. We were literally all sitting there like one, two, three. Four, five, six. Also, girls and boys have different number of holes. In case anybody's wondering, we do. Thank you, Kev. I I was really like, turned this turned into oh, an anatomy man, lesson. I, I don't want our, anatomy with Cassidy. I, I don't want the real couple audience to be like they don't know about women and men holes. <laughs> we know. Thanks, Kev. Oh, we know our holes, guys. But, but listen, when what is his name? Veb. When Veb does get a hole. It and he turns into holes. and he just turns into like this <laughs> this like suctioning like whirlwind situation. <laughs> There's the uh, one guy who can like read minds, the black guy from Good oh, Place, yeah, yeah. yeah. from the Good um, Place. Yeah, so he's, with the forehead glow. Then yeah. is like, I have holes, and he kills all those people, and then it cuts to that guy, and he just goes, I didn't know he could do that. I was really <laughs> wanting his forehead to glow, and for him to just go, I didn't know he could do that. Neither did he. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. 
which that guy brought so much comedic like yeah um and serious mm-hmm. tones to the movie it was yeah really cool i enjoyed that character yeah um i constantly feel this way but i i really think that this movie does a great job of putting on display how well uh paul rudd can deliver a joke um I, so many moments where I feel like you write that in a script and an actor would be like how do I make this funny um but yeah the moment where it's like uh his name is Scott Lang and he has seven holes and he just kind of uh yeah okay and like the way he says yeah you can tell oh he's been thinking about it this whole time he's not like in shock he's been calculating so many moments like that but then also he does a phenomenal job of being serious when he needs to be serious listening to him uh read through his autobiography at the beginning at one point he says like uh getting to the end all i have to say is cassie i love you and like when he starts talking about cassie a a book that so far has been pretty funny as soon as he starts talking about his daughter you feel it feels yeah yeah um i I watched the uh director's commentary on um Endgame a couple years ago and something they pointed out was uh, every time he uh, runs into Cassie for the first time after the snap yeah the look out for the little guy the book that he reads you you can can buy buy it on Amazon they made that a real book Um, it is $18.26 on Amazon right now a steal Uh, Um, but uh, yeah when he he finds Cassie for the first time um, oh, you can pre-order it. It will be released on September 5th. You guys, okay. I bet you there's secrets in there about Secret Wars. Oh, Just that would saying. be interesting. Should I pre-order it? Yes. Guys, what if it's a whole movie script? I would hope it's like 100% written from his perspective. Um, but uh, Cassie comes running out of the house and she's five years older than the last time he saw her. And he hugs her and then like grabs her by the face and she goes... You got so big. And apparently, like, on set, every time he ran through that scene, like, the entire crew started getting, like, teary-eyed because he delivers that moment so well. The guy who plays Ant-Man, the guy from all these comedic pieces, he knows how to really make it real and stuff. And I I just, I love that about Paul Rudd. There are very few actors that can actually evoke that type of emotion on any given scenario, Mm -hmm. and he kills it. And I think Marvel does a great job of hiring those people and then writing for that skill. Because Chris Pratt also has those moments where it's heartbreaking. When when he knows Yondu's killing himself for Peter Quill, oh my gosh, and he's just like trying to get the thing off his chest. He's like, no, Yondu, don't. It's so real in that moment. I love it. I adore it. You can um, tell the investment of like these char- these actors to their characters is so like visceral because of how we feel when they mm-hmm. actually deliver their lines. They they you can tell these people care about their characters, mm-hmm. and it's so cool to see, especially when it comes to characters like superhero characters, because for so many kids who've read the comics or haven't read the comics but i've just been invested since like the beginning Mm -hmm. to have people actually care and put real work and emotions into these roles 
it makes it feel so much more real. It makes us feel cared about because it's something we care about. It's just really freaking cool. Yeah, I, I know we're wanting to get to Disneyland, but one last thing, just on this same rung of uh, people who can uh, bring the emotion and bring the comedy, I was so excited, and now I've just been so heartbroken at, at seeing how they used him, but I thought once you bring in Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, to the Fantastic Four... <sighs> John Krasinski has that exact skill set. He can get so emotional, but he can be hilarious. And he would do such a fantastic job as Reed Richards. No they pun intended. Wasted him. Yeah. And he, he was made into ropes though by Wanda, so you know. Yeah, which for me coming out of uh, Multiverse of Madness, I was like, okay, he was made into ropes in that universe, but he could easily still be played by John Krasinski in our universe, but the more I hear about like Marvel still trying to cast Fantastic Four and stuff, which makes me crazy. Just make it John Krasinski. Yeah, just make right? it John Krasinski. Like no one, no one will fault you if you like made him into ropes in one universe, but in this one, he's he's it. He's, yeah, he's because the guy. Yes, Peter Parker is a different person in different universes, but Doctor Strange is always Benedict Cumberbatch in different universes. And, and Kang is the same Kang, Kang. yeah. And then uh, Loki is sometimes Tom Hiddleston and sometimes not in different universes. Sometimes he's so, Sylvia and a crocodile. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I really, really hope John Krasinski comes back. I know I've said that so many times before, but uh, I'm the more I hear, the, the less hope I have of that. I have one question about Kang. Because it's like the last thing we see, right? Mm-hmm. With Kang, he's hyper aware of all his variants, and not everybody is aware of all their variants, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like Thanos with awareness, and so he's that much more dangerous. Yeah. And so I'm, I just want to say I'm really excited to see what Kang does because he's gonna he's gonna be under our skin for a while with this one. I'm also really curious to see, uh, because then there's the end credits scene where they show Loki and Morbius? No. Owen Wilson? Yeah, Owen Wilson. I think it's Morpheus or something. But, uh, and they've gone... I think that's a Power Ranger. Maybe. (laughs) But uh, they've gone and found the original Kang who discovered multiple universes. And so is the original going to play a significant role or is it just he opened a gateway and that's where his importance in the grand scheme of things kind of ended or does he continue to be of Stay importance tuned. also yeah. king at one point had to be an avenger and i will die on that hill the end that could be very or interesting. a king king knows a mix of thanos and king a king knows oh. um I wonder and if Thanos knows Kang and Kang knows Thanos and they were just like carrying out Ooh. each other's Ooh. agendas. That, yeah. Because variants of Thanos still exist. Yeah. yeah. This is true. Not all of them are dead. Probably. Um, for me, one last thing. I was really, really glad that we got to see uh, Cassie Lang not only shrink, but also grow. <laughs> citrus right she's like i really just want a lime <laughs> oh sorry there was one moment where both she and scott both grow and then they start I'm talking to each other and i for i totally forgot they had both grown so they look normal size because they're the only two on screen but when they talk it's slowed down so they're like hey dad 
you got bigger too and it's just like this weird slow-mo scene and like <laughs> i wish they had sort of like filmed it for more of a you saw some of the buildings next yeah. to them yeah. so like their buildings come up like calf length <laughs> okay um and yeah on on another viewing i'm, I'm sure i'll pick up on that more but uh yeah that's all i had to say yeah. You thanks all done? Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, thanks Cassidy thanks. and Ryan. Yeah, thanks, uh, Manners Maketh Man, for joining us today, Cass and Ryan. Um, We're going to go to Disneyland. Yeah. Peace out. Peace out, Girl Scouts. All right. Take care. Uh, we love you. And... Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.